Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases that we're uh, listening to on the show, and we just honestly react to whatever it is that we're listening to. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be uh, professional critics or make objective value judgments. We just want to put music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it however you see fit, buy music that you like, go and see bands. Uh, the format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and randomly select between five and seven of them. Everything is listener submitted, and that's all there is to it. Um, I don't really have any, I don't have any Patreon subscribers to shout out uh, or anything like that, but I do want to point out, I've, d- I've been doing this recently and somebody commented on it. I can't believe it's taken me, this is episode 122, not including bonus episodes and shit like that. I just, in the last like two, three, four weeks, um, started putting the intro music that I add onto the show in post-production in the show notes because I would have people message me and be like, what's that cool song? And then I would have to individually respond to people's messages. Yeah. I just, it's in the show notes now. So, I mean, number one, we're not striving to be professional critics. (laughs) That that is true. Yes. We're not striving to be professional on any level. Right. I would say. Because that takes too much work. It takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of work, right? For sure. Um, but um, I always thought it was a little weird that you didn't do that. But I never said anything because yeah. I'm not striving to be a professional. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, it just didn't occur to me until recently. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably do this. Yeah. It feels intuitive. Yeah. There, it, it amazes me how many things there probably are. Because if it was just that one little thing that seemed like it should have been there from the beginning and just finally was implemented a couple years into this podcast lifespan... Can you imagine how many other things, just quality of life improvements and shit like that, that haven't even occurred to either of us? Well, in my entire life, quality of life things. I'm sitting in yeah. antique. We're both sitting yeah. in antique wooden <laughs> chairs, yeah, yeah, yeah. right at a folding table. Sure, in yeah. my basement. Yes, I could. Yeah, go get more comfortable chairs. Yeah, but I don't. Right. Yeah, <laughs> because this is the world that I live in. It's right. adequate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right? It's adequate. We've, we've we've discussed this before. There are. Any number of things that I do that are probably the wrong way to do, but it's just how I do it. Absolutely. And it would be better if I learned how to do things correctly. Yeah. But I don't. Editing this podcast is one of them. Everybody tells me to use the Reaper because it's a way better and more intuitive digital audio workspace that uh, you can do more with. Uh, And I've just not done it for no reason other than that I've been doing things in GarageBand for so long, and I, I fundamentally understand how to do things there that I'm terrified of at the premise of, of trying to introduce new music and or new ideas into my brain. And Josh and I were talking about that last night, actually on the way to practice um, or on the way back from practice, how it's such a shame that there are cer- certain neural pathways that are like calcified. And I want so desperately to put in new useful information, like using a new DAW or something sure. like that. And instead, like the stuff that my brain chooses to remember is the like the Chili's Baby Back Ribs theme song. <laughs> well, I think and how Pat Oswald has a whole thing about this. Oh, does he? Yes, he does. Okay, where he starts talking about uh, um, some fucking Jeep dealership commercial that he can remember <laughs> yeah, from his exactly. childhood, but he right. can't remember how to save his suffocating baby. <laughs> right? Yes. Right. Yeah, it, it it really bugged me because I was thinking like. There's at least some possibility that, like, on my deathbed, I'll remember the Chili's Baby Back Ribs theme song. I hope I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope I utter with barbecue sauce. I, I hope I do. I hope I do. Uh, I, I, I want to say on that tip to Zach, um, Zach from Jail, you hear often on this show about 
Anthony. About Anthony, Anthony from, from Gel. But Jelly. you rarely hear about Sam from Gel or, you know, any number of other members that also play in that band. The from so Gel family. So we're going to get a rare, rare appearance from uh, Zach from Gel, who uh, insists that we still need to make this podcast louder. And yeah, that if, yeah. And that if I were to, and I, because I already boost the DBs by a motherfucking metric ton. But uh, I guess in, like, in Reaper, there is a really simple just like mastering program that will boost your shit up to like industry standard levels. It's super easy. Check check this out. <laughs> I can modulate volume automatically. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think that will get the job done, but I'm going to look into that. So if there's anybody else out there that concurs with Zach that our podcast is still, still too quiet, even though I'm pumping it up by 20 decibels in post, um, I'll work on it, I guess. Yeah. See, and this is the type of shit you always like rag on me because I obsess about this kind of stuff, but it's exactly those type of comments. No, 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 no. no. I don't mind. I, the volume thing I quite agree on. Uh -huh. It's when my fish tank is tinkling at five decibels in the background and we can barely hear it through the mics while we're sitting here. The bubbling's audible. I and, hear the bubbling. And, and you're like, oh, it's going to drive people nuts. And I'm like, they're, they're in their fucking car or, you know, whatever. Like, they're not going to hear that shit. It's going to drive me nuts, that's yeah. for sure. Having to edit it for like two hours with just the... Blah, 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 yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's, 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 like a, it's like some of the... Um, it's like some of the ambient noise tracks on Need to Control. You yes, know? Like in, sure. in between the fucking blistering grind, there's just these weird bubbling yeah. electronic tracks. Yeah, that's not what we're really doing here, though. So, yeah. um, then my only other note for the week uh, is that um, that Better Than You band that we heard last week and we were like... This is kind of almost getting at something either of us might like if it were a, a more refined version. I, I vowed to listen to their newer stuff. They only have one new track, yeah. that We Rock the House song. It's on a compilation, a Swedish like hardcore compilation called Flubber World, yeah. which the artwork for is like truly baffling and confounding and seems to actually reference the film uh, Flubber. And, and the original film or with uh, I, um, what's with Robin fucking? Williams? No, 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 no. The old one. Yeah, yeah, I know. The Nutty Professor. Saying. The nu not the one with Eddie Murphy, the original one. There's not the one 50s. with Eddie Murphy. There's one with Robin Williams. Dude, fucking the Nutty Professor has Eddie Murphy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, the Nutty Professor does. Yes. Yeah, but I'm talking about Flubber. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a, there's one with Jerry Lewis from like the 50s. Oh, like a Flubber? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't realize I think it's that. called the Nutty Professor, but that's where Flubber is invented. Oh, in the Nutty Professor? Yeah. It's a shared, it's a shared, Pretty sure. shared universe? Pretty sure. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Jerry Lewis invents some rubbery-ass shit. He, and uh, they put it on the, the soles of basketball players, and they're flying through the gymnasium. Yeah, they do that in Flubber for sure. Yeah, and I, it's Jerry Lewis. I, they definitely do that in the Robin Williams Flubber. I don't know about this nutty professor and oh, Flubber hold crossover. On, hold on. i got to get to the bottom of this because I'm pretty sure that it, this might be like, was it Shaquille O'Neal or Sinbad that, right. was, that was in a movie? About right? being a genie? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure, sure it was Shaquille O'Neal. It was Shaquille O'Neal, yes, at, yes. Least in the, in the, at least in the universe that you and I remember. Well, while you're looking that up, um, it is a better track. We Rock the House. Yeah, the Nutty Professor, 1963. Okay, I believe that that exists. I knew The Nutty Professor was a remake. What I'm questioning, and you could be dead right about this, I don't claim to have any knowledge. I'm just saying I didn't realize there was a Flubber and Nutty Professor shared lore. You know what I'm saying? I didn't what realize that. What the fuck that. do you think the, the Nutty Professor's about? He well, invents that shit. Yeah, but Flubber is a separate film, like, in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? There's a separate film called Flubber that is not the Nutty Professor character. Yeah. It's Robin Williams playing a different character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm, I'm wondering if oh, it's wait, a shared... No, this isn't the one. 
Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> this is one where he creates some serum that transforms him. There's a fucking movie with Jerry Lewis and basketball players flying around. That's probably the original Flubber. Yeah. Or whatever it's, Flubber it's was It's not Robin upon. Williams. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's Jerry Lewis. Right. <laughs> there is a Robin Williams Flubber. This is the most, this is the most inane intro dialogue. Yeah, we because we're so talking far. about Jerry fucking Lewis. Yeah, and Flubber. And Flubber. Anyway, the tr- the cover of this of this uh, Swedish hardcore compilation and the name of it is is some um, esoteric reference to Flubber that I don't I don't understand. So there you go. Anyway, it's, how was it? It was good. It was it was a lot rockier. Um, the production was better. Definitely sicker. If they continue on that trajectory, I would check back in. So okay. there you go. Confirmed better than you has has uh, increased their quality in the intervening months between the EP and their most recent tracks. So, okay. Um, you got anything to share up top before we jump in? So there was a story earlier this week about a woman who jumped off of a Carnival cruise ship into the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And that's that. Like to her death? I'm, I'm certain. Sure. I, I don't think they found her. You right. know, like, and I was thinking, oh, that sounds interesting. I bet you I'll wait for the video to show up because I'm sure that somebody, you know, posted a video of this woman yeah, of doing course. this, right? Sure. And indeed, like yesterday or the day before, I saw the video. It finally showed up. And, you know, I don't know. It's like some guy, I, what, what are the, whatever, the fucking Instagram video or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they're filming it and this woman's having freaking out. I don't know what happened to her. She looks like she might be handcuffed. Maybe she's not. I don't fucking know. But she's probably, she's causing a stink. We'll say that. Sure, yeah. Who knows why she's causing a stink? Right. Right? Um, But she's causing a stink, and she's throwing an adult tantrum. And she, like, just breaks free of the security and then just runs the rail and jumps off the side of the fucking boat. Like, fucking, I'm going in the water, right? Right, yeah. I'll swim away from, like, 10 stories up. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's high. Yeah. Yeah. So she's done for, right? She's absolutely done Handcuffed for, yeah. or not, she's done for. For sure, yeah. Right? So, you know, it just shows the people on the, on, the, on the ship, and, like, there's chaos, and people are running to the side of the ship to look over, and there's lots of yelling, and, you know, just ge- general confusion, right? Yeah. And, and then later on, it shows the guy, like, you know, narrating what's happening, mm-hmm. that they're turning the ship around sure. to go look for this woman. And they've been throwing, like, you know, beacons out and life vests out, and they're, they're turning the ship around and that sort of thing. And then it comes to another update. The same guy is, like, giving another update of what's happening. Mm. And he says, uh, so um, apparently the Coast Guard is here, and um, the Carnival cruise ship is going to move on and uh, give up the search for this woman they can't find her or whatever. And I can't remember the, the, the exact verbiage he's using, but he's basically giving you the breakdown of what's happening. And while he's saying this, you can hear the PA in the background with the captain or whatever, the ship describing what is happening. Yeah. Right. And this guy's just sitting there sort of like letting it play. Sure. As soon as the fucking PA cuts out, mm-hmm. like as soon as the PA cuts out, foreigners feels like the first time <laughs> the chorus pops up in the background as if as if like it was already playing it like, feels like the first time it was playing and then they interrupted that foreigner song for this message that they're abandoning the search for a woman who jumped over the side of the ship and then as soon as they cut out it's it's feels like the first time chorus and i fucking died yeah that's so good i i watched i watched it about 12 times in a row fucking crying oh man i'm gonna have to look that up that's really good it's really fucking funny and the whole video is so goddamn awful because number one um a cruise ship sure yeah what the fuck yeah why do you want to go live in a floating mall with other people for two weeks it sounds like a fucking nightmare and everybody on the ship looks terrible of course yeah like 
this is not uh, this is not um, you know the the uh, the hoi polloi. No, no, right? it's this not. is this is not um, an, an exotic. <laughs> An exotic, uh, high caliber crew, high caliber experience. Yeah, this no. is literally a public pool and a mall. Yeah, in the middle of the fucking ocean. Yeah, for sure. Right, and and just everybody's screaming and fucking carrying on, and then dude and dude sitting there, and then over the PA is just foreigner playing. That's so sick. I mean, dude, you can't stop the good time on a on a carnival cruise ship just because some wacky bitch threw herself over the side. I don't know. I, I was fucking crying. I was laughing so hard. And the whole thing got me thinking, like, I wonder what this woman's problem was. <clears throat> because I think prior to the, let's just say prior to, like, maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. I would say, man, if I saw somebody freaking out like that in the streets, yeah, I'm going to assume that something serious is happening. Yeah, exactly, for like, sure. <laughs> either something is seriously mentally wrong with this person, yeah, or they have been egregiously wronged. Yeah. But now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, dude. They might have just said, no, you can't have another drink. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. They might have just said, could you please not smoke on the deck? Yeah. You know, or maybe her child had its throat ripped out. Maybe. And was <laughs> unceremoniously thrown overboard <laughs> yeah, and she perhaps. lost her shit, right? Sure. Like, the, the, the continuum of severity that could provoke a reaction like that from somebody yeah. goes from the slightest insult to virtually no insult whatsoever yeah. to calamity. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's true. It's very hard to, with any accuracy, gauge what the fuck is occurring in a public space now. No, and, like, it's, and it just kind of pushes, as I said, I thought about that, like it pushed the, the envelope of how absurd the entire situation is. Yeah. And this woman just decides, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm coming over the side. Like... <laughs> Yeah, my my girl like she's just desperate to get out of town, and um, but she's also like less, she's less travel resilient than I am. Let's say like I was like, yo, let's take a four day train ride to the Pacific Northwest. Fuck it, like yeah. that would be sick. Why not? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's four days of relative discomfort, but you get to see a bunch of wacky stuff. You got like, you know, because you got layovers and shit, you get to see a part of the country you don't get to see. It passes through some really beautiful spaces, towns you don't normally pass through. She's super not down for it. But she's also like desperately trying to get out when the weather turns. And she was like, I was doing something. And she was like, hey, um, there's a cruise for like $88. And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, why do you think it's $88 a person? Yeah. Like, can you think of an all expenses paid vacation for $88 that you would want to go on? It's a literally a Chili's in a big boat. Right, right. You know, it's and, TGI Fridays, but over one huge boat. And generally speaking, like, I, I, I think the idea of a train ride for four days just out to the, you know, PNW sounds fucking great. Because yeah. whatever, ha- I'm, I'm all about Exactly. You know, whatever half fucking happens, happens. Exactly. But a cruise is where I draw the fucking yeah, line. Yeah, for sure, man. Never have, no, never fucking will. No, absolutely not. And I was like, dude, it's not going to stop in any good port cities. You only see, like, the touristy spots. I, I'm usually pretty accommodating on, like, well, we can we can find a happy medium with this. And I was like, baby, I'm not going on a cruise under any circumstances ever. I will I will wave <laughs> no. to you from the fucking dock no. if that's what you want to do. <laughs> but that's why. Not a chance. Because you can't escape. No, exactly. Like, like yeah. when when shit goes haywire, like right. on tour or like you know you're just on a road trip or a sure. train trip or whatever, you can sort of like, you know, <clears throat> separate yourself. Yeah, 
and, and observe. You can step sure. outside of the moment, put some distance, whether it's like physical distance or, you know, social distance. Yeah. And you can step outside of it, but there's no escape on that fucking boat. No, absolutely not, man. And we all know now that they're just vessels of disease. <laughs> yes, that's true for sure. I mean, come on. Yeah. I right? mean, that recycled air. Recycled air, yep. recycled water. And, yeah. and, you're with, and you're out there with the dregs, too. Oh, my God, dude. And that's the thing. Like... I would go on a cruise yeah. if it were just me and, like, a select group of folks. Yeah, for sure. Like, on, a, like, a, a, a mid-sized yacht. Yeah. That'd be sick. If, if we, it, but that's, that's why, um, you know, I mean. That's why rich people do what they do. That's why rich people do what they <laughs> yeah, do, Yeah, for right? sure, because they're of the same mind. Ain't no way I'm getting on a fucking floating city. No, no, not a chance. Not a, not a chance. At least in a real city, I can just drive away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. If when a tour's gone awry, I've just hopped on a plane and gone home. Maybe that's why. I, I, honestly, I'd probably jump over the fucking rail. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I could see myself being pushed no to that slight, No slight need of whatsoever, right? Yeah. I just, I'm done. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm done. Um, all right, you want to jump into it? All right, let's go. Okay, cool. So the cue this week, um, as ever, varied, uh, diverse, eclectic. So first up, we've got Exile, X-I-L, with Rip and Tear. So we had, I don't know if it is this exact band, um, the person who sent it in, Brody, from Australia, recalled an episode where we listened to some, like, shitty speed metal um, called XIL, and I think it was a, a, a submission that Stout sent in, and I think this was like a, a year and a half, two years ago. I see. Okay, I see. The, right, because I remember Excel. Yes, but yeah. this is XIL, okay. Exile. Um, and it looks here as if they've only got a release from October of last year in February 2022. However, they are from San Antonio, Texas, which is also where Stout is from and where he was submitting stuff from. So I'm, I tend to think here that this band may have nuked their previous output and this is the exact same band okay. so maybe they got significantly better if we land on them we'll find out there's also some sketchy imagery in the banner on um on their uh band camp page there's like what appears to be like uh, uh some <laughs> some fascist symbolism oh yeah what is that the fucking the Kel what, what is that the, yeah. the nordic star sun or whatever yeah it's like the black sun like the, the black nazi sun. black sun sort of but it also looks like a 45 adapter yeah, yeah kind of for sure but it looks more like the sketchy fascist symbol so i guess we'll find out um then we have got mort safe with exit womb enter death or as i'm gonna say for the rest of the night uh exit light enter night um, this was sent in by Tom, and we did definitely have this band on the show before. We had anti-social distancing on the show. Yep, I remember that artwork. Yeah, it came out in April of 2020, of 2020, and I don't remember what this sounded like at all. I think it was like black metal-infused punky hardcore stuff, if I recall. Mm -hmm. Then we have got Stress with Across America. This was sent in by my, uh, my good friend Skyler. Uh, who plays in Who Decides, Taking Meds, a bunch of good bands. Um, he says that this is a Rochester-based uh, hardcore band. Then we have got Glowing Brain with Brain Dust. This was sent in by James. Uh, this is the James that you and I mutually know who used to live in Indy but has lived out in Oakland, California for quite a while now. Um, he used to like live at and uh, book shows at the Drink or Die House where sure. we played before. And um, So this is his newest band. He said it's like motor-charged, metal-punky kind of stuff. I haven't listened to this yet, um, but I did book this band at the house uh, sight unseen or I guess sound unheard because uh, I trust James to not be in shitty bands so I don't know if we land on this band we'll find out if, I'll, uh, if I'm going to like them or not the way he described it was cool uh, they're playing the bug house on March 15th so I hope it doesn't suck 
Then we've got uh, Dr. Schur's Unusual Practice with Remember the Future Volume 2 and 1. This was sent in by Drew, who described it as some Melbourne-based Devo core, weird, like, Australian egg punk stuff. Then we have got Anxious Pleasers with their self-titled release. This was uh, submitted by Sam, who sent it in before, I think, and uh, he said he was resubmitting because he takes joy in forcing things he likes on other people. Then we have got Crisis Beat with Void of Humanity. This is a band from Brazil that was sent in by Franklin, who described it as, uh, like, Japanese Burning Spirit-style hardcore out of Brazil. Then we have got Blamo with Onomatopoeia. This was sent in by Vinny. Uh, didn't provide any context for what this band sounds like or anything. Then we have got Window Phase with Window Phase 4. We've had Window Phase on the show a couple times. This was submitted by Nick, who does the yeah. project. Um, weirdo stuff that both you and I like, highly idiosyncratic. And he says this is the last of uh, of a four-EP series he was doing in uh, uh, 2021, and he's going to release some new stuff this coming year. And then last up, we have Ultras with their self-titled EP. Uh, this was sent in by the aforementioned Anthony from Gel. This is a uh, newer release on Convulse Records. Uh, this came out at the very end of last year, like the tail end of December. So I missed this, but I saw a bunch of people saying it rocked. So we'll see. All right. Let's uh, find out what's up first. Nine. Okay. Nine is window phase four. Um, so he said we can listen to uh, to the first song if we want. The second song is a Shudder to Think cover, so we'll skip that one. Uh, it's a really good song. Hit Licker is a, a fucking track. And Shudder to Think is an underrated band. And based upon what we've heard from this this project previously it doesn't this this project doesn't sound anything like shutter to think so that like that ups the idiosyncratic nature of this even more yeah it doesn't sound anything like shutter to think but it doesn't surprise me that he's covering shutter right to think. right exactly because they are an, an incredibly idiosyncratic band so we'll listen to the first song um and then maybe the third song because uh, that's between the two of those that's still under two minutes of music yeah, we'll see what we get yeah so we're gonna listen to the song impossible and then maybe the song you're paying by window phase off of window phase four
All right, so we just heard the songs Impossible and You're Paying by Window Phase off of Window Phase 4, a solo project of one Nick. Yeah, this is sick. I like this. I like about this what I what we've said about the previous Window Phase that we stuff that we've heard on the show, which is that it it's it's clear if you're listening closely, this kid can write a sick song. It's very obvious. He's a really good drummer. Uh, and the recording is like so it's not just shitty, but it's like it's bizarre. Like it's recorded in a bizarre fucking way. And the fact that there are, are what to my ear are so clearly really good, catchy songs like earworm songs that could be probably elevated to a, a, another echelon of popularity and accessibility that is hidden behind this din of fucking noise, like this just this right. noisy din. Uh, I like I like that this is off-putting in its presentation, and I'm and I can't parse whether or not that's fully intentional or just an artifact of like uh, f- little re- you know few few recording resources or amateurism or what you know. We said you know we've said it before. Um, I this is if you don't like this, sure. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's nigh unlistenable for sure. This is not an enjoyable thing to listen to in any way. Yeah, and. Yeah, I, I feel like this is actually even somehow, n- like, shittier and noisier than the other stuff we heard. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, like, I think that I think that it, it, we're listening to, like, the final stages of just total meltdown. Yes. You know, because, yeah, there's, there's some catchy parts to these songs, but rather than highlighting the good, mm-hmm. it's just dragging it through the mud and making it so fucking awful. Yes. I kind of like that. I, I like that about it. I, I'm not saying that with the other stuff, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I'm not going to listen to it. Sure. To like nod my head in the car. Right. Right. Yes. I'm going to listen to it almost as like a palate cleanser. Right. Yeah, you know, for sure. And uh, yeah, I like it just fine for that reason. And I don't know if it's, um, you know, you say like, is it an artifact or whatever, or is it intentional? It might just be that this is the only way this dude knows how to run too. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, entirely possible. You know, um, I gotta fuck it up, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. You know, yeah. I like I said, above all else, I appreciate that this is that this is sincerely and genuinely weird. It's off putting. There are nuggets of of really good songwriting buried here under a wall of noise and inaccessibility, which I like. I'm I'm a dick. I'm a pretentious shithead. I like for things that are on their face, um, presentable and palatable, to be twisted in a way that uh, puts people off to them. Well, that's the thing too. Is I, you know, I would not listen to this as anything other than like a personal palate cleanser, or I'm not going to listen to this to like, like I said, nod my head. Sure. I will listen to this to inflict this on somebody. Oh yeah, that's that's very true for right? sure. Yes, and 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 that's another reason why I like it. And I don't know if that's the intent or whatever, but um, I think it is. I don't know how you make something that sounds like this and think, yeah, people are really gonna like this. Yeah. Well, I think I think maybe maybe too. This is as close as I come, other than my occasional dalliances with like uh, art house cinema. Uh, this is maybe like as close as I come to being like a, an art appreciator in the sense that I like, I like to search for the, the hidden threads of continuity from song to song and like find the tune, find the melody in, in the noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, and fancy myself a bit of a connoisseur. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And really you're just an idiot. I'm just a moron. Like never, never, (laughs) never attribute, you know, um, that to art, which can be, you know, attributed to just incompetence. Yes, for sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, to, to paraphrase Heinlein, but like, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is this is utter fucking Dadaist. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a total, yeah, that is that is true. It is a total deconstruction of punk as a form. I mean, whatever's going on in this project um, probably doesn't even, like, 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 I even, I don't mean this in an insulting way, but whatever's happening here is probably so, so personal mm-hmm. to the dude in this band. Yeah. And... Um, just such a, like, just sort of a private sort of, like, moment for them in some way. Yeah. That, you know, it probably doesn't even deserve as much discussion as we've given. <laughs> yeah, it's just probably true. But sure. I like, I like the fact that it is just this nasty, horrible thing that seems, that in the past, I don't know, in the past 12 months or so. Yeah has shown up on our doorstep a few times. Like, yeah. like I hear the doorbell ring, and I go look, and it's like, oh, it's this shitty thing again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it. I think it's cool. Uh, Nick, I encourage you to, to keep doing it. I'm, I'm excited to see what you do with it in 2022. Hope it, I hope it goes left when I think it's going to go right. That's what I enjoy about this project. Yeah, so. for sure. And also, uh, our discussion of this shit, our at-length discussion of this, when we gloss over stuff that is probably qualitatively 10 times better than this, is probably a reason that we don't have a wider listenership. Man, what can you do, do man? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. What can you do? All right, let's see what's up next. Five. All right, five is Dr. Schur's Unusual Practice. You can find this at drschurzunusualpractice.bandcamp.com. This is Remember the Future, Volume 2 and 1. Uh, like I said, it was described to me as as Melbourne-based uh, Devo core. Um, they apologized for uh, classifying it as such and not having a, a better, uh, more specific categorization and that, you know, a lot of stuff gets lumped into that category. But, hey, I guess if the shoe fits. Um, so, let's see. They have got the first song queued up to play. It looks pretty representative of run times on this. So, we'll just go with that. So, we're going to listen to the song Infinite Growth by the band Dr. Schur's Unusual Practice off of Remember the Future, Volume 2 and 1. Chasing infinite growth, infinite dividends, infinite payouts. 
All right, we just heard the song Infinite Growth by the band Dr. Schur's Unusual Practice off of Remember the Future, Volume 2 and 1. How'd you feel about it? Uh, I like this. I, I, I was waiting for it to do something. Yeah. And then when it finally sort of fledged into a fully formed song mm -hmm. and just got over the little beeps and boops and the quirkiness, yeah. I really dug it. Yeah, it was good. I uh, the, the little beeps and boops were fine, um, but I've been listening to a lot of beeps and boops this week. Yes. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But then, yeah, when it when it when it just sort of took off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, it's really catchy. Um, I, I you know, even though uh, we we were apologized to for lumping this into the the Devo core lane, I actually think that Devo is a way more apt comparison here than it is on like 95 percent of yep. the stuff I hear it compared to. Like, right. especially on the verse parts in the chorus, it was um, I guess it was it felt much more like a fully realized uh, not like triumphant or anthemic, but closer to that than Devo typically got in mm -hmm. the chorus. Um, and it, there were some more modern trappings in, in the chorus delivery on this, but like the verses sounded genuinely like, uh, like a Devo track. I could, I could 100% hear that comparison here. It was really good. Um, you know, lyrically it was like a little on the nose, but also don't disagree with any of the sentiments contained here. Um, I always appreciate uh, a political sentiment uh, threading through like otherwise quirky and uh, catchy music. Um, yeah, I don't have that much to say about this. This is good. I can see this being this is this is on a label that puts out stuff that I really like. Uh, Erst Theke Tantrigger. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce that. I'm getting as close as my stupid stupid brain will allow me to. But I could see this getting a lot bigger. I could see yeah. I could see this band opening up for fucking idols or something and becoming an NPR band for sure. This is uh, just accessible enough. And like the message is just palatable enough that if the right person gets a hold of this and does a review for pitchfork or whatever, right. this is a big band right. for sure. Um, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. So I can't hold it against them yet. And I thought this was really good. I'll probably check out the rest of this LP and see if it uh, stands up to the quality of that first song, but I liked it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was pretty good. I'm going to check the rest of it out. Yep. Um, probably it's boy. That's uh we always, I never used to complain too much about uh, shipping, but that's when I was rolling in the green. <laughs> yeah, 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 for but sure. Not anymore. Yeah. So, um, probably gonna have to pass on actually having a copy of this, but uh, yeah, unless you can find like a a, a local, you know, a, I mean a, a stateside a stateside distro. distro. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like this enough that I'll definitely check the rest out. Yep. Yeah, the, the the message is kind of, I mean, obviously, right? Uh, I'm into it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, there's not a sentiment contained here I don't agree with. But um. At the same time, too, like it's not, it's not, it's not time for that cycle to return. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, for, sure. it, for me, it's like I, I'm still fully, uh, I'm fully in pure fucking like nonsense nihilism phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, I'm still too black pilled to look at this and go, yeah. Right. Maybe there will come a time when I've. But that's just this track. I don't know how sure. the rest of them go. So yeah. that's that's why you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, infinite growth is fucking silly, and we, you know, quite whatever. yes, sure, whatever. It's it's uh, it's uh, the disease of the fucking. It's, it's the disease of the planet, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Science for its own sake, right? Yep. So. Um. All right. Cool. Yeah, that was good. Let's uh, let's see what's up next. Members of that band, or at least one member in that band, is another good Australian band that I like called Hideous Sun Demon. I haven't heard that band. They're pretty good. Cool. One. Okay, one is uh one is Exile. X I L. You can find this at xilspeeddemons.bandcamp.com. The record is Rip and Tear. This is a band from San Antonio. Like I said, I am I am pretty sure this is the band that we had earlier and we we said good things about their riff riffs, but there was like I think the recording was really fucking bad. Um 
So yeah, I, I I seem to remember as you're mentioning it more. I do remember that XIL, and I don't remember too. It, it's been a minute. I don't remember too much. I I I like, um, I kind of like the the outward facing package. Yeah, sure. Um, for sure. So we'll see what it sounds like. Who knows? Um, so we'll see what we'll see. Uh, what I think about the music. Yeah, I, I do not recall anything about this band though, other than pretty sure yeah we did listen to this yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive we did so um this is it looks like there's these are two tracks from like an upcoming eight song ep or lp release of some sort that comes out on february 25th at the time of submission the only thing that was out was the breakneck single so we'll listen to that song it is almost six minutes long so i hope they have a lot of cool ideas in here so we're going to listen to the song breakneck by the band exile off of rip and tear
So this confused label yeah. is apparently the label for the confused band. Right, which we had on the show and did not like. We did not like. Yep. And when you look at the um, confused Discogs page, mm-hmm. they have, that's the behind closed doors is what we listened to from yep. 2000. Was that not that in 2015? No, we didn't listen. No, we must have listened to uh, something some, else. Something, something off a riot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be the case. But we did not like it. Nope, not at all. Um, it was just a little too. Um, well, it was it was bizarro core for sure. It yeah, was like it was, we, we we classified it as you know the local the local opener on the DRI show right. in 2021. You know, right? And did not really like right. And um, then if you look at the confused Bandcamp, yes. They have the Riot, you know, EP or whatever. Yep. Then they have this eighty nine ninety, uh huh, which is sold out, and it says previously released on cassette, nineteen eighty nine debut album from Texas crossover thrash legends, confused. Okay, so they must have been a band and then reformed later, and then reformed later, which would kind of explain like the the um, very digital artwork yep. and sort of like the lack of like right. I guess. Um, awareness and context for yeah what's happening now i think yeah i think we talked about that when we heard this stuff we maybe didn't know at the time but we can but we i think there was some conjecture around them being an old guy band yeah yeah so anyway and then they have the label that put this out okay so that's why that is in the banner okay so yes just to clarify because we we didn't previously there is a banner the one that i called into question earlier that says harder stronger louder right and, has, and it's got it, it's not it's not the fucking nordic black sun or it's really like close it's not i you you wouldn't say that's close yes, to the black sun it, it is it is close in in the same way that like um you know you can find swazis if you look at you know Certain things. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not the Black Sun, so I'm not going to level that claim no, against but I've these seen, guys. I've seen this. This thing is. Uh, yeah, we're really we're really showing how fucking in touch we are with uh, the uh, thrash metal scene. <laughs> but I've seen that logo in association with other thrash. Okay, fair enough. Right so on. I don't. I don't pay attention that much. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so about this band, uh, that was good. I liked that a lot. I like that. Did not great on me. I, I was. We, we both kind of were like, hmm. Five minutes, forty one seconds. Yeah. Did not get tired of no, that. I was that was it. full of fucking riffs. Super catchy. Yeah. Weak point vocals for sure, dude. And and it was mostly. I mean, the vocalist wasn't super super strong. But he was passable. It's, the vocal production was awful. Awful compared and, to everything else. And I think we said this last time. I think this is a market improvement because last time the production was like full on ass. I remember that distinctly about this because we said like, yo, this band has riffs, but the production is all over the place. But I think that we we specifically nailed the vocal production on this. And I think if memory serves, when I talked about that stuff, I said it, it sounds like the vocals were recorded in a totally different session in a totally different space than where their instruments were recorded. And that 100% applies to this too. Like they were clipping at times, the vocals were. There was like digital distortion on them when there wasn't. All of the other instruments were like in perfect clarity. Everything was hidden. The mix was great. The vocals were the only thing. So I got to assume the vocalist is not recording with the rest of the band. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's got, maybe he's shy. I don't know. I believe it's a three-piece. Oh, it's a three-piece? I believe so. So that's baffling if that's the case because... The vocals do not sound anywhere on par with the, with the instrumentals, which sounded good. The, yeah, there's a, they didn't sound the quality of the recording didn't sound great. Yeah, uh, like for the vocals because everything yes. else sounded really fucking good. Yes, um, and you know the vocals were not up to snuff. But also, I think just qualitatively for me, yeah, I agree. It sounded like fucking kids singing over like 
motorhead thrash. Yeah, 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 yeah. For I don't sure. want to, like like you might be kids, right? But don't sound like kids for sure. Right? I, I also like this needs this needs like grit and grime and gravel to it. Yeah, I I, I need more from the vocalist because the music was great and also it was good enough that I would listen to eight songs of this even with the weak vocals. Oh sure, it was good. It was really good. I I, I think a better example of this style of like metal punk shit that I've heard in quite a while. Um, I will say. You know, in it, it, it cites the cool bands and they're like about me section, you know, Venom, Broken Bones and Tank, which is true for sure. But like this sounded a lot like Kill 'Em All era <laughs> Metallica, mm. like a lot. Mm. A lot of the riffs were yep. very much in that vein. And the vocalist was definitely trying to do a young James Hetfield, sure. which James Hetfield's vocals on that record are great. 100 percent. And it's a great fucking record. I revisit it with some frequency. I think it's a it's a pinnacle record for metal of that era. 100 percent. Whatever they did later incredible record um so you know they're they're they they're beating around the bush they're doing this cla uh, classic thing that bands do especially young bands where they sound a lot like one specific band this has been a thing since but since, they don't want to tell you which but they band won't tell is. you what band it is they'll right. say every band that's in the periphery of that one right. band but the one band that they are probably the most influenced by or at least sound the most like is not that cool right so they'll be like oh yeah we love creator and shit but it's right. like yeah dude i Right. I know what you're going for. But yo, no points against them for me. I that that rules. Really good. This was good, man. I uh whenever the rest of this comes out, I will definitely check back in and listen to this. I'll listen to the other song that's up from it, uh Speed Demons later tonight when I get home. This was great. I just uh I hope the vocalist gets better and I hope whatever they're doing on the vocal production tip is uh, resolved because that's that's my one gripe with this. Everything else about this was great. So, all right, let's uh let's see what's up next. One Okay, one is Mort Safe with Exit Womb Enter Death. Exit Light Enter exit, Night. Exit Womb Enter Tomb. <laughs> Boy, they really missed an opportunity there. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Um, so you can find this at Mortsafe, M-O-R-T-S-A-F-E.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, UK. Um they have got, uh, they have, well, see now they're, they're really, I'm at an impasse here because the opening song is called Exit Womb, which is the eponymous track of, of this release. Right. But they also have a self-titled song, which we tend to also go More with safe. when that's an option. Um, because our contention is if you're going to name a song after your it better be band, good. it better be fucking it's a, good. It's, it's a stronger flex. I think we need to go with Mort Safe. Yeah, I agree for sure. So we're going to listen to Mort Safe by Mort Safe off of Exit Womb, Enter Death.
All right, so we just heard the song Mort Safe by the band Mort Safe off of Exit Womb, Enter Death. And before we talk about the music, I just want to say that I think this is, we can safely say, this is the first time that um, a band camp supported by Column Review has mentioned our podcast by name. Oh, really? Yes, uh, presumably this is from the person who sent it in, Tom, who said, Demo, listen. Play Mort Safe or Brittle Bones. Forgot to give you a track to play. <laughs> Which is a really good... Oh, yeah, I see that. That's, that's a, weird. That's a good way to make sure we see this, considering if it were an email, I wouldn't have gotten around to the, yeah. that email by the time we were listening to this. So yeah. pretty good, <laughs> good job. We did play Mort Safe. Not, I mean, no credit to you because I didn't see this till after the fact. But nonetheless, uh, a novel way to get into our heads. Yeah. Um, that was okay. It was not bad. I think I, think I feel about this how I remember remember feeling about the first stuff which is that the idea on paper is cool there are components of it i like and there are components of it that i don't think meshes well uh i like the idea of having a little bit of black metal and a little bit of burly db hardcore and a little bit of melodeath well, but i was listening to zorn earlier today yeah sure so this is right in line with that it is yeah for sure um, i don't think it's quite to that that quality but it's it's approaching it it's right on, yeah i mean aesthetically and, and sort of stylistically you know it's it's certainly it's certainly in the uh, slipstream for sure yeah um the the one thing that i feel like doesn't mesh to, for me mm -hmm. is the vocal i agree yeah the vocals are, are not working for me on this uh, the the uh, the 86 mentality vocals just do not do not uh, do this any favor yeah no i don't think so either um it also doesn't and i could be wrong about this uh, all we do is talk out of our ass on this show but it doesn't necessarily sound like it's the the dude's natural register sounds like maybe he's trying to add a little a little depth a, a little depth in there maybe, maybe they are who knows i don't care either way i just don't think they necessarily complement the music I, yeah we, like in another in another band i think it'd be great for sure yeah if this were if those were vocals on like a quality control release yeah for sure it makes total sense yes but for this it just attracts i i guess away from what appears to be the aesthetic goal of every other aspect of this band right which is like you know, creepy. Yes. You know, fucking spooky black metal graveyard shit. Yes. And it just kind of it, it it pulls you out of that. I agree, and it, it works. Okay, it works fairly well over the DBD burly hardcore parts, but I don't think it serves like the 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 more melodic, uh, riffier elements. Yeah. Of this. Otherwise, I thought this is you know I thought this is pretty good, and I know that last time we listened to it, I certainly liked the package anyway. Yep, for sure. Um, it looks good. Yeah, it looks really good. The color scheme is on point. Yep. Um, yeah, I remember looking at the the package before, for the last one, anti-social distancing, and, and and liking that a lot. Um, like this is like this is like eighty eighty percent of the way there for me. Yeah, for sure, it's it's most of the way there for me. My only other gripe with this, besides the vocal delivery that I just don't think serves this very well, is uh, it it feels a little riff salady sometimes. Like I liked all of the riffs for the most part, but yeah. they didn't necessarily all mesh and feel cohesive. Sometimes it just kind of felt like this part's done, gonna do the next part. Um, but like I said, the ideas on display here on paper, I think this is really good. It's just like missing a little bit, but right. I will definitely check back because I, I do, if memory serves me correctly, I do think I liked this more than I liked the initial tape from 2020. So mm -hmm. there you go. Do you know what a Mort Safe is? I don't know. A Mort Safe is from like the 1800s England. It's a cage they would put around bodies. Oh, okay, to um, make sure they, they don't rise from the dead? No, no, and nothing so cool. Oh. To make sure that um, resurrectionists or grave robbers couldn't couldn't steal the body and ah, supply okay. them. Sure. And it just got me thinking like, 
who gives a shit? Yeah, 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 for sure. Dig me up. Do whatever. Do whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, like I like, nope, can't have that body to, <laughs> to promote medical science or anything. It's got to remain in the ground where Jesus and God wants it to become, you know, worm shit. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess back in the day, there, there were people who did more nefarious shit with bodies. Like, famously... Uh, what's his face? You had the murder hotel in Chicago. Oh, um, yeah, HHH. HH Holmes. Yeah, he uh, he and his business partner before he did the murder hotel, they would get cadavers from the medical university and take out insurance, life insurance policies on each other, and then collect the money. Fun. It's cool. Use my hey, you if you use my body for a grift. That's true. I should be so lucky. I'm just saying, like uh, maybe that is part of the motivation around this. And also back in the day. You know, there was a lot more superstition around uh, the sanctity of a corpse. You know? Which is, I guess that's what it gets to is yeah. I don't understand that. No, it's goofy as fuck. you'll see a dead animal right. and you won't give it two thoughts. Sure, yeah. There's nothing sacred about the that dead organic material. Right. Who gives you shit about the fucking, about the corpse? Yeah, for sure. Right? I agree. If, if Jesus loved your corpse so much, maybe he should take it to <laughs> your soul. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, it's, and also, I mean, yeah, true, like... I mean, if, if the essence of the human lives in the soul, which is now ascended to heaven or right. descended to hell, the body's trash, right? Just do whatever. It's nothing. Right. Isn't the whole part, point of Christian transcendentalism that, like, you're, you're, you are not these material things? Yeah. You know, you are not your flesh? Yeah. So throw it in the trash. Yeah. Let the grave robbers have it. Feed it to the animals. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Make, a f make furniture out of me. Yeah, exactly. Do whatever you want with right. me. Enjoy me. For sure. Yeah, however you see fit. I, I like the... Like the the cultures that like every so often of it's once a year or whatever, but they dig they they, they dig their relatives up and yeah. like dress them up, yeah, parade yeah, them around. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I'm into that. Yeah, for sure. Do Great. that to me. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, like, get, like give me some fresh air every once right. in a while. Once a year, crack it open, bring yeah. me out, dance me around. Sure. Right? Yeah. I suppose you kind of gotta wait until they're skeletons to do that. Otherwise no, they don't. Oh, really? No, that, Ooh, I think they stinky. I think they like mummify them or something. Okay, if they're mummified, no I'll, problem. I'll see if I can find some pictures, but they don't, man. And there's like. There's like full-on fucking carcasses dancing around with people. Yeah, that kind of kicks ass. It does kind of kick ass. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Two. Okay, two is uh, glowing brain. This is uh, this is the band that I booked at my house that my friend plays okay. in that I don't know if is good or not. So you can find this at glowingbrain.bandcamp.com. This uh, release is called Brain Dust. I'm not sure I was giving a particular given a particular song to listen to, but there is an eponymous track on this. Uh, so we are going to listen to Brain Dust off of the release of the same name by the band Glowing Brain from Oakland, California.
All right, we just heard the song Brain Dust by the band Glowing Brain off of their release Brain Dust. Okay, so I'm, I'm happy to say that does not suck. That was good. No, that was really good. That was decidedly, um, I guess, uh, more punk than yep. XIL, but in, in the same sort of uh, spirit. Yeah, for sure. It, more, more punk, uh, more hardcore. This is, this is, you could tell this is dudes who, who also like Coliseum. Uh, mm-hmm. And probably uh, burning love and yeah, shit like, like that, like, like big, big boomy bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this is good, man. It's, it's it's certainly coming from the same same uh, general roots. I mean, this is obviously pulling from Motorhead and Venom and stuff too. But yes, more punk, more informed by like death wishy hardcore of the mid to late uh, 2000s. But they do it really well. Everybody in this band uh, is obviously top tier musicians. The riffs are really good. Uh, vocal delivery was much better than in Exile. Um, also, this is a, a type of music that I like to see live because it's usually fun. It's usually sw- short and sweet. This is like, you know, it's denim denim vest and trucker hat music for sure. It's like I don't collide with this scene of people that much because we usually don't have necessarily that much in common. You used to more often. I then. used to more, and then it became more of like a it more became more of like a craft beer. It became fest more more of the music. The, the, the dis, more about the despised substance abuse. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. But I think we've talked about on this show before. Uh, and I think we're both in concurrence that this is a form when done well. I'm I'm a sucker for it, not to the degree of, but in a similar way that I am good old fashioned rock and roll based hardcore because this is also uh, based on good old fashioned rock and roll. You know, like it's just it's built it's centered around good riffs. Yeah. And I am like a, a caveman who, at the end of the day, is just searching, searching and digging through the refuse of life in uh, in search of good riffs. Yeah. This was good. Yeah. I like this. I'm I'm stoked to see this live. Very enjoyable, and it's like um, this release anyway. Mm-hmm. Super fucking pro, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's a proper it's a proper length release. Yep, um, ten songs. Yep, probably coming in at like any. I mean, any more. In this isn't this isn't 1997, so you can't expect 40 minutes out of ten songs. Sure, right. But you know, this is probably clocking in around 20 minutes, 22 yep. minutes for sure. Proper release looks really good. Sounded pretty good. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I'm stoked to see this live. This is good. So if you're in the uh, tri-state area and you want to see this band in Fort Wayne, Indiana, in a basement on uh, March 15th, come on through. Yeah. Uh, so you've uh, <laughs> you've you've uh, pulled up a picture of a corpse here. Yeah. So um, this is wearing this is sunglasses. It looks like right, too. Right. So I I don't want I don't want to make light of it too much. But right. uh, maybe this is how these people deal with their dead. But sure. this is uh, um, a community in Indonesia. This is what I was telling you about. Yeah. Like. They live with their dead. Apparently, funerals are hyper expensive because sure. they have to make a big deal about it, uh-huh. and so they just kind of live with the corpse for years. Okay, still feed it and clothe it and act like it's alive. There's some kids looking at grandma. Uh huh. She's quite dead, dude. That is wild as shit. Yeah, I love, dude. The glasses on grandma, I fucking love. Yeah, glasses on a corpse is a good yeah. look, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's what they do. Like, uh, they have some others. Um, they make realistic wooden carvings. This is pretty wild. Uh, when a baby dies, uh-huh. sometimes they will put it in the hole of a tree. Okay. And just let the baby, the tree take the baby so that um, its spirit lives on in the tree. Okay. Which I think is probably better than some of the shit I've seen here. Oh, yeah. No, no <laughs> doubt, dude, dude. The fucking cemetery where I walk my dog. And baby this is land? Not baby land. This dude. is not the first time I've ever seen a baby <laughs> land in a cemetery. The first yeah. time I ever saw a baby land was in college. Yeah. But the fact that you can go to a cemetery here in the States and there's a section of the cemetery where babies are buried in little graves and usually it's completely um i guess festooned with sad looking toys decaying in in the elements yeah man and then it has this cheery little sign called 
baby land. It's it's fucking bonkers, dude. <laughs> Completely fucking bonkers, right? Yes. Comple- it blew my mind the first time I saw one in Pennsylvania. The one here in Fort Wayne where I walk my dog, Yeah, it's in a low patch in the cemetery at Lindenwood. Oh, it's at Lindenwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I, w- I thought you were referencing. It's yeah. in a low patch mm-hmm. where the soil gets really wet. Yeah. And so a lot of times in the spring, the water that's... <laughs> Standing where the graves are, yeah, has a greasy appearance because of all the like <laughs> adipocene and like sure. like chemical remains from the babies leaching yeah, yeah. into the soil and coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I th- I, th- I think that I, th- I think that land. I think that you know a fucking uh, flower pot with a decaying Snoopy in it over your child's sodden wet yeah. grave yeah, yeah, yeah. is somehow um, less apropos than putting your child in the hole of a tree and letting the tree go on. I agree. I'm, I'm way more with the tree idea. I, I like the tree idea a lot better. But yeah, these folks, uh, they live with their Grammy, and she's dead. She's been dead for a while. Here's another one. with, And, and, and these are the same folks. Like Some communities will actually uh, dig up their relatives every few years and uh, change out their clothes and have a party. Fuck yeah, that rules. Yeah, love that man. Yeah. <laughs> Way cooler than what we do. And they have to, depending upon um, your social standing. Yeah, your funerals are expected to be a big deal. Sure. Um, and that's why it takes so long. As I was just sort of skimming the article, and they will slaughter hundreds of oxen. Hell yeah, dude! Right, <laughs> yeah, get it done. Yeah. All right. Well, right on. Um, that's way cooler than anything that we do in our culture. Yeah. So uh, we only listen to five bands, but I think that's where we're gonna have to call it on music tonight because we've been uh, meandering and long-winded in our exposition this evening. So let's. Uh, and we got like four messages to listen to. We've okay. already we've already been going uh, over an hour. Or so let's uh, let's listen to some messages, uh, read some texts, and then we'll call it. All right. Hey. Um I was listening to your new uh, Patreon episode the other day, and I don't know, maybe some one of you guys said got me thinking, like, I'm going to try and not ramble with this, but, like, you know, a band like Discharge or some shit or, like, Metallica or, like, Bathory or whatever, um, when they came out, like, basically, they were both groundbreaking enough and popular enough to, like sort of have like people start doing exactly what they were doing right away and like try and like build on it and innovate and stuff and I don't know I was listening to your new Patreon episode and it got me thinking like do you ever think there will be another band that does something like that like do you ever think we'll get a new groundbreaking genre of music because it seems like well, the, sorry, groundbreaking genre of music that is also good because it seems like every good band is just doing some shit that another band was doing 25 to 35 years ago. And um, the only band I can think of who is actually doing something kind of new and good and is popular is Turnstile. And I don't think if people start ripping off turnstile, I don't think I'm going to like the direction it goes. I'm afraid it's going to have 808s in it. So I was just wondering what you guys were thinking about that. Anyways, it's two o'clock in the morning on Valentine's day. Have a good night. Hope you're getting some action. So the, the short answer, I, and I'm glad that you, you added <laughs> will, that it has to be good <laughs> because uh, no doubt there will be some groundbreaking musical innova- innovation that will suck. Um, really bad. Right. Um, there, there's been plenty of that over the past 20, 30 years. Uh, I, the short answer for me is no, at least not with, not within, um, 
like the the accepted sort of rock format. I I think every idea under the sun has has been explored. The most you can hope for is to either replicate something that's been done previously to the standard that was previously established by the greats in that genre, or you can synthesize and do something that that feels fresh even though it, it isn't. Because Turnstile kind of, but Turnstile is pulling a fuck ton, a fuck ton from like late 80s era bad brains and there's the, the synthesis of sounds that's going on is is fresh for sure but i don't think it's new in and of itself and if you listen to bands like even bands like sub-zero like their early 90s outfit out, output um on uh, happiness without peace like there's tracks on there that easily uh they couldn't be a turnstile song but they contain a lot of the same ideas where they're melding kind of alt-rock sensibilities with like heavy bouncy new york hardcore uh you know there's there's a lot of crown of thorns dna and in, in the heavier components of turnstile stuff so um i don't even think turnstile feels new it just feels kind of fresh because they're doing something really well and i agree that if there are a bunch of imitators of that band it's not going to go well because those dudes are really really excellent musicians which is what makes their it's what keeps their band from sucking because a lesser band trying to do that um, would unequivocally suck. Uh, so no, my short answer is no. I think uh, I think it's it's been done. Any sort of innovation that you see now is usually really boring bullshit, like Converge uh, collaborating with Chelsea Wolf or something that nobody without a well-groomed beard wants to hear. And then you also, on the flip side, get innovation by Zoomers that at least for me, is like totally, I have a total disconnect to stuff like 100 Gex and the hyper pop shit, which I'm sure to young people is cool and exciting and innovative, but to me, um, absolutely 100% sucks. So I don't know. From my perspective, no, but I'm sure there are plenty of people that would disagree with me. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a matter of perspective because I agree. From my perspective, no, but that's the stuff that is in my purview, right? Yeah. I think we even talked about it on that episode. Um, I think it was when we were listening to that uh Buddhist band. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Right? Yeah. And um, we were talking about how, like, you know, basically the idea that if you like death metal, you, it, it, I don't really, we don't really understand why you would like the, like, death metal without being all in on what everything death metal is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and I, and I, I, I kind of mentioned that, like, you know, for me, I feel like as far as pushing the envelope of what you can do with rock and roll based instrumentation. Yeah. Um, death metal and and like at the at the at the spear tip of that would be like you know a band like conqueror sure yeah right i mean you know that's in the 90s that they were doing that and and like that shit is fucking bonkers yes but like stuff in that vein that's just so unexpected and deconstructive and basically like what else could you possibly do right yeah what else could you possibly fucking do with a drum a bass and a guitar and still actually play the instrument in the way that it's meant to be played yeah yeah right for sure but at the same time um you know i'm sure that the stalwarts of 1986 yeah you know that that had been in this rock and roll business and had seen everything come and go. Probably didn't expect scream bloody gore. Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean. Sure. Even even with like possessed and some of that stuff, but you know, like that was so that was such a fucking shift. Yeah. I don't know. And and yeah, with with newer like like would we even would we even understand or relate to a new genre and recognize it for what it is if we even fucking heard it? Right. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. Because right. I'm sure. I'm sure that. Plenty of folks that had seen it all and done it all in 1986 
thought that, you know, something like death was just whatever. Right. Oh, this is just that. This, this is just, is just sure. This is just bullshit. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah. I, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to say that within the framework that I understand rock-based music. Yeah. No. Yeah, agreed. But good question, though. Uh, better a better question than 99% of the questions people ask actually got me thinking about shit, so I appreciate I, it. I think that's why, you know, a, a refrain that we have a lot is like, I don't expect innovation. No, not at all. Right? Yep. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with recreation as long as it's fucking good. Yep, for sure. For sure. Hey, guys, what's up? Long time, first time. Uh, my name's Russ. Uh, I've, been on the, I've, I've been on the show a few times. Uh, you know, long fan of the show. And, uh, for the first time, though, I've had, uh, you know, an extreme need to call in here uh, based solely off of, I haven't even finished the episode yet, but based off of uh, Nate's comments on a couple of movies, I guess I'll be quick here. Um, Green Knight, heavily disagree with you. I think there's a lot of cool symbolism in there. I think it's, uh, I do agree that it's visually interesting, as I agree with you. But more importantly, I have to say, if you're going to check out Hard to Be a God, that's one of my favorite films of all time. It is um, not, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I will say it's uh, awesome. It's disgusting. There's tons of, uh, you know, blood, guts, mud, pits and shit. But uh, it's not exactly a fun movie in the sense of, uh, you know, maybe lots of action sword fighting, skirmishes, that sort of thing you're saying. But I think you would really enjoy it uh, just because it's, it's, it's a great film. It's also like three hours long and the rushing day, so enjoy that. Okay, uh, love you guys. Bye. Well, there you go. I also learned that Hard to Be a God is not – it's actually is basically a remake. Our friend Adam yeah. pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, well, Adam's a much bigger movie fan than I am. Yes, and me. Uh, with, I like movies a lot, but that dude loves movies. And I got a podcast. Indeed. Um, Midnight Flicks. So, yep. um, but yeah, I, I do want to check that movie out. I have no problem with disgusting. Yeah, no, um, not at all. I mean, when I was younger, I would certainly seek out disgusting much more, yes. much more, uh, just pure shock factor, like, you know, film like Serbian film or something yeah, like sure. that. Like, yeah. I don't give a, I, I don't, I don't find like a, a film like, Serbian film to be um, particularly anything other than just pure shock value. Like, it doesn't revolt me in the same way. The ideas don't revolt me because I can go find the real fucking thing. Right, yes, exactly. With just a click of a few links on the internet. For sure, yeah. Right, so, like, something like that doesn't really hit me in any way, and I am nigh on inoffendable. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't bother me whatsoever. Uh, yeah, whatever, Green Knight. Adam Adam disagreed with me about the Green Knight, too. I, I'm going to say what I said. I, I The Green Knight... To uh, to um, quote myself here, as I said to Adam, was um, pretentious and coy to the point of insult. Yes, that is what she said. <laughs> so there you go. I still think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's hear the next one. Also, I'm I'm gonna check out that movie too. That sounds sick. Uh, hey, demo listeners. Uh, this is Tierra, longtime listener, uh, friend of the show. Uh, never called in or anything, but. Uh, I have a question. I just paused your last episode to ask a question. I don't know if you've answered before, but uh, in the realm of uh, superhero movies, comic book adaptation movies, shows, whatnot, uh, what is your favorite one and why? Um, I, I'd appreciate some hot takes from Nate on this front. And, uh, yeah, my, my answer is The Dark Knight. I think it's a perfect film. And, uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. 
Have a good day. Uh, so we uh, we did answer this question on a recent episode. We had somebody call in and ask the same the same question, and Nate and I both had uh, f- exactly the same answer. I think you said Superman two, and upon reflection after the episode, I agree Superman two specifically, um, the Richard uh, Donner films from the seventies and eighties. Yeah, Superman one and two are really fucking. They're good. so fucking good, and two two especially because dude, you got I mean the most iconic fucking line in all superhero movies, fucking Neil before Zod. Right, so good, dude. Right. Absolutely unreal. Um, um, so I will, I will stand by that. I actually revisited The Dark Knight recently, and I, I don't think it holds up as as well as some people think it does. It's a better film than it is a comic book film. It's trying to be a lot more than it is. I actually like Batman Begins uh, considerably more than I like The Dark Knight because it, it feels like a comic book film, and The Dark Knight was like it was it was aspiring to greatness, and it, you can really smell that on it when you watch it now. I think with uh, ten plus years removed, uh, I think that The Dark Knight suffers from the meme that the Joker has become. That's true. That it, it definitely suffers from the yes, the cultural I, I, meme of the Joker. I, I think. I think if every shitty person with like basically every shitty person that thinks they're just a little bit twisted, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't identify <laughs> as the fucking Joker, yeah, it would help. It would help for right? sure. Yeah, I, I think if I didn't see some fucking idiot standing downtown for four years <laughs> with um, um, a sign that said uh, um, "Lock her up," right, and then like Hillary Clinton in in Heath Ledger Joker Joker yeah. mask. Paint sure. probably probably um, wouldn't have such a instant recoil whenever I see anybody referencing that that movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. Um, also, uh, just uh, for for the sake of like not being trying to be a fucking iconoclast here and and cite a movie that came out before any of our listeners were born for the most part. Um, in terms of modern uh, comic book films, uh, Logan stands head and shoulders above most of them. I think. Really, really good film. I wish that we could have seen more X-Men stuff from James Mangold and not uh, that uh, child molester that uh, directed most of the rest of them. Also, Tierra texted us, so I'll, I'll just uh, read this now since it's kind of a follow-up. She said, Tierra, again, still trying to wrap my head around the fact that Nate doesn't watch new movies. I know Gray loves film, so this dynamic is really hilarious to me. As much as Nate and I appear to concur about m- almost everything on the show, we disagree about quite a lot. It just doesn't really come up on the show. Here's the thing. I was thinking about my aversion to new movies. Yeah. Um, and it because I used to love movies. Yeah. Um, but I I I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, my ability, and this is my own fucking problem. Yeah. Right. My ability to enjoy things, mm-hmm. um, and not have it ruined by virtually every aspect of humanity that is um, requisite in the production and experience of things. Yeah. Has really taken its toll on. Yeah, that's a bummer. I don't want to be in public anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be around fucking people anymore. You and I were playing pinball. Well, I was playing pinball last week by myself. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, 200 machines. Yeah. And I'm the only one in there. And I'm like, this is fucking perfect. Yes. And, like, in the course of three hours, seven other people came in to the arcade to share 200 <laughs> machines with me. And it was too much. And that was seven yeah. people too many. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel you that. You know, like, I, I, and, and I've, I, I really, really, I cannot, I cannot state this enough. I have absolutely no love for people. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, this isn't like some fucking disaster, fucking, oh, look at me, I'm going to kill myself. People <laughs> so much bullshit. No, like, I just don't want to be around people anymore. Yeah. And that has to do with almost everything that they endeavor and aspire to. Yeah. And almost everything that they fucking like. 
Yeah. I don't like. I just don't give a shit. The fact that people were crying because they couldn't go to fucking movies, like at the beginning of the pandemic, it was wacky. Blow your fucking head off for sure. Get out. <laughs> of, get out, Get off this fucking planet and let <laughs> civilization move forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no in, doubt. And in fact, actually, what happened was the fucking the the, the fucking idiots won. You know what I mean? Sure. Like like in the end. In the end, the lowest common denominator won. Yeah, sure. And I no longer wish to participate in any level with the lowest common denominator. So, I, I, it's my own problem. I have, I, I just, I, it's the same thing with sports. I used to love watching, like, you know, football. Sure. Don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. I just don't give a shit. When you look at the scope of actual things that matter and then people want to throw a fucking fit because uh, this athlete did this or this athlete did that or they couldn't fucking... I don't give a shit. You know what? You could take the entire the entire staff. I'm talking supporting staff, coaching staff, and playing staff of the NFL. Wrap them up in a big fucking wad of tape and drop it in the fucking ocean and I don't give a shit. Right, yeah. you could erase the phenomenon of professional sports from history, right? And I don't care. Sure, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like I just, I, I, I am losing my ability to, um, I guess, engage with the product of man in any enjoyable or meaningful way. Yeah, that's a shame because I, I one hundred percent get to, I, I one hundred percent get that and commiserate on a basic level because I, I really, really fucking dislike people. Um, to quote uh, Randall from Clerks, uh, you hate people. Yeah, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I am with, uh, in, in the sense that, like, I, I have found a way to uh, carve out a little space, a little, a little bubble for myself in which I can engage with stuff and interact with people uh, a minimal amount and not let, um, not let their interaction with the things that I also enjoy affect my ability to to like still immerse myself in it and yeah. have a good time with it. I also like as much as I, you know, I have the internet and I have social media. My, my shit is really curated, like really, really curated. Like on Instagram, the only thing I see are like clothes and music and cool art. And on Facebook, I unfollow every single person who posts anything stupid about their personal life, a dumb opinion, they just post a bad, 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 um, like band or something. I'll just click on follow. So I can't see it anymore. Right. Uh, so I, and I don't watch the news at all anymore. I don't listen to NPR at all. I just, I'll get like a highlights reel. So I have a general understanding of what's what going do. on. Yeah. So I, so I managed to create a little bubble for myself where I see things that I like. I don't have to see too much that I don't like. And I mostly consume news, uh, that is like pertinent to my interests without like the um, without the attached like uh, social accoutrement of it. Yeah. So it allows me to kind of insulate myself against this sort of searing hatred, or at the very least, I get to keep it just under the surface yeah. and and get to still go out and see a movie and have like it's, a good time. It's really weird because part of me is like, man, I wish I could enjoy that, but you know what? There's just too many people. <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. It's I just get it. you know, and, and and the way they make a big deal about like yeah, that's very annoying. I, I, I agree. I, I have a hard time. Um, I, I think I'm crazy. Maybe I don't know. I have a hard time. Um separating threads of connectivity between things. Sure. And so like every little thing. Yeah. 
you know, I see connected to like a much grander insult. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? I get it. Yeah. You know, sure. Like I was watching the Olympics. I love watching the Olympics. Yeah. Right? I like watching the Olympics, but then they show like some stupid Nike commercial where, you know, there's this young kid talking about, watch me change the world. Why? By bouncing a fucking ball and throwing sure. a fucking hoop. Who gives a shit? Shove it up your fucking ass. Yeah. Right. Right. You're not going to change a goddamn thing. Agreed. I see. And I think for me, and, and, and the fact that it's like so overstated, right? The fact, and I get it, it's just marketing, right? But people buy it for sure. Yes, I, I agree. I, I think the, the only the sole difference between you and I on that front is I stop right after that thought. I go, wow, that is supremely gay and stupid. I can't. I just sit there. Yeah. And- Boy, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I engage with my anger in that moment and then I let it go. You know, I'm like, I, whatever. I just sit and boil because yeah. then I think about all the fucking money that is wasted in like education to build a new fucking sure. football stadium so kids can go get fucking CTE. Yeah. And like, you know, high school kids can, you know, have three years of fucking glory while, you know, I don't know, like actual academics who gives a rat's ass. Sure, it's, yeah, and all this stuff is is intrinsically bound to the next thing, for yeah. sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you follow the threads of connectivity, you have a trouble enjoying anything, yeah. 100%. I just managed to, like, uh, turn that part of my brain off when the time comes to like things. I can't. Um, also, yo, Tierra, thanks for calling in just because it's nice to have a reminder that there are non-male people that engage with this show. Well, there's Tierra and Sierra. <laughs> Uh, no, that's Tierra. Oh, it was just, oh, it was just oh, that. Uh, oh, it said Sierra yeah, yeah, in, the, in the, okay. Yeah, it was just because the, the transcription is bad. So, okay. um, all right, let's, uh, let's listen to the last message tonight. Right. Hey, you big boo-boo babies. It's me. It's Fatty. How's it going? Long time, no talk. Uh, happy New Year and all that bullshit. Um, I got everything in bullet points. I'm going to try and nail it out in a minute, 30 seconds. Anyway, so first and foremost, ice fishing. Please. Please let me go ice fishing with you. I don't even need to be on the episode. I just always wanted to go ice fishing. I love fishing. I've never caught a wall. I've never caught a sturgeon or a, or a pike or whatever you guys got up there. Uh, never done it. I'm a crappy little largemouth bass guy uh, and, you know, snook and redfish and all those stupid things in Florida, but not ice fishing because there's no ice down here. Um, I will, like, not even have to be on the episode. I will sit quietly in the corner and just fish. Anyway, um, also, you know, I'll throw in um, whatever – whatever it costs to get that shit. Anyway, next bullet point, eating contest. Yes, I'm still down to do the eating contest. Obviously, we both need to be in tip-top shape for that. Um, third thing, speaking of getting you in shape, I'm approaching a minute and 30 seconds. God damn it, I'm just going to have to leave two messages or, or just let this one go. Who cares? Anyway, kidney stones. It's caused by uh, purines in your food turning into uric acid. I know because I have gout. It's the same thing, only the little acid crystals that have needles all over them pound into my fucking joint that it hurts like a bitch. I can only imagine what it's like in your kidney. Anyway, um, you want to stay away from cauliflower, uh, asparagus, uh, apparently tomatoes are bad. I just found that out the other day. Fucking stupid ass. All red meat, all fucking, just eat cheese. Just eat cheese. And, uh, you know, that's about it. Also, Nate, if you could not refer to soursop as, uh, in a derogatory fashion, that would be great. It's a fantastic fruit. It might be the best fruit on the planet Earth. And if you need to go down to a Latin market, I'm sure you have them in Fort Wayne and get yourself some soursop because that shit is dope. All right. That's basically it. Bye. All right. All right. It was good to hear from Fatty. We have not heard from Fatty in a grip. Um, I he, he even wasn't messaging me as much on Instagram, which was fine. I was just wondering, hey, you know, I hope Fatty's doing well. But he messaged me recently. He called in. Always good to hear from Fatty. Um, you, you ran a little over a minute and a half, but you were concise and you were making a concerted effort. And I appreciate that. So I just let the message run. Sure.
Yeah. Sure. Um, you got any thoughts on it? It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be, see, what we need to do is like, we've got the, we need to meet Fatty in person. Of course. Hit the sure. road, right? Yeah. yeah I, I would bring Fatty up here next winter. Let's go fishing. Yeah, why not, man? Let's go further north, right? Yeah. Let's go to the UP. I've never caught a sturgeon either. Um, there's landlocked sturgeon in Michigan. I think you got to get a, a uh, you got to win a lottery to get a license to catch one. But, um, I think that's the case. But, uh, yeah, let's just fucking, I'm all for it, man. And, and what, again, Whatever happens, happens. For sure. Right? We get assailed by, um, you know, uh, gouty joints and kidney stones while we're on the ice. That's, That's what, what happens. Is. Yeah. That's what happens, right? Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. I got to go to the doctor tomorrow. Hopefully, they're telling me. Um, hopefully, that you know, it's just a, a transient thing. This uh, stone is uh, 4.5 millimeters in diameter. Is that big? I, 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 she said it's on the upper side of um, what is comfortably passable. Okay. It's not comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. No. Um, so it's kind of bumming me out. Um, I don't like to hear it's on the upper side. Yeah, no, that's discouraging. Right? Yeah. I like to hear it's a little weeny. <laughs> right? yeah. Also, yeah, I meant to say milk sop, not sour sop. I like sour sops. They're good. Okay. So there you go. Um, so we got one one more text message. Uh, text message is, uh, has Nate ever gone to one of those restaurants where you got to crush a 72-ounce steak and done the challenge? If so, what was the experience? Like, was the steak satisfying? I don't like steak in mass quantities. I am much more quality over quantity, dude. With steak, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't like red meat enough to want to sit down and eat 72 ounces of it at once. I will happily, I will happily sit down and enjoy like, you know, an eight ounce filet. Sure. Before I would pay for a 72 ounce steak. Yeah, for sure. And also everything that you were just talking about uh, previously in, in your rant, um, should indicate to the listeners that Nate is not the man to pull up a chair and say, excuse me, waiter, I'd like to do your food challenge. I did once. Okay. I, I ate some super hot wings back home. Oh, sure, yeah. And um, I only, I think I got um, eight out of ten down Yeah. to get my name up. This is years ago. Right. Couldn't feel my hands. Okay. Whatever, you know, I mean, at that point, it's not even meant to be edible. It's it, yeah, it, sure. it's basically, you know, it's it's not an edible substance you're eating. Right, yeah. Um, couldn't feel my hands, couldn't feel my face from the nose down, and uh, I did not eat for, I think, 48 hours after eating eight of those wings. Yeah, it sounds miserable. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up then. Um, so a little housekeeping stuff. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast. We'll have a new episode going up sometime in the next couple of weeks, ideally. Uh, $5 and up gets you access to all of our content. $10 and up gets you access to that, plus the tapes that we release. Uh, if you want to submit music to the show, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that it is a year or less old, and I promise you we are doing a hell week soon so that we can catch up with everybody's submissions. And then last up, if you uh, want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep the message brief. You can also shoot us a text message if you don't trust your ability to be concise and, uh, you know, uh, summarize your thoughts in a, in a uh, palatable, digestible way. Uh, and then if you want to rate us, uh, review us on uh, Apple Podcasts and or Spotify or whatever your uh, chosen podcatcher is, please do. Tell your friends all that good stuff. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.